1: This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ashford.edu slash ham and the DraftKings app, promo code ham and manscape.com, promo code ham and mybookie.ag, promo code ham one and upstart.com slash ham. If you said who has the least pressure on them of the four teams left, it's not even close. I wonder if the Titans think of it that way. And uh, if I said who has the most pressure on them, I guess wouldn't that
0: then be the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, I. I... You know, I've I, I've been riding the wave of like I might as well text this guy after wins, and he texts me right back. And and John Robinson, the last thing he texted me was like, we got a bunch of guys to believe. So I, when he's saying stuff like that, like I don't think they believe they're gonna lose. You got two waves to ride here, though. You got the Titans wave that well, you've been riding. I, I, there's the I'm Andy ro- wave. No, I'm I'm 100 rooting for the Chiefs, and I will be very very conflicted if the Niners make a Super Bowl. Because I'll be honest, I, I think it would just mean more to Andy than it would just the 49ers. Let's just yeah. call Let's just call a spade a spade. If you're our age listening to this podcast, you fucking lived a lot of Niners success. Like, Andy deserves it. Now, I'm not saying, like, for my business, you could argue we're already, it just, it's Super Bowl would be better because it would just, you know, wouldn't you say something happened? Uh, you mean if they were to win? Oh, I thought you were, you made a face like there was breaking news or something. No, no, no. I, I was, I was, uh... I would say the win wouldn't that help us for the next like three or four months talking about super yeah chance? i mean i i think getting from a business standpoint just getting to the super bowl
1: is almost as valuable as winning the super bowl yeah but winning the super bowl would be valuable but you so, could argue yeah,
0: losing got... it like there'd be an all-off season talk what do they have to do to get over the
1: hump well what if it looked the way like the falcons pay right if it looks in a way that create but again my premise is the west coast just goes all right nice year on the next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> Check so. back later. What's what's uh, Farhan up to? So yeah, I know you'll be torn. I uh, and I'm as someone who would you al- who,
0: who would you be rooting
1: for? Well I'm not, not rooting Selfish. for the Yeah, I'd be I'm rooting so- selfishly. There are games that happen where I go, God, I, I don't know what to think about this game in terms of I like both teams. I do because of you and through you have always rooted for Andy. Also, I've always rooted for Andy because I think the thing about like you know his his clock management it's like I just know that guy's put together like basically two decades of NFL dominance and that needs to be appreciated. And if some people need him to win a Super Bowl to appreciate it, fine. He's one of the best coaches in the league and has been for a long time. So, you know, he had his quarterback throw up in the huddle in a Super Bowl. Um there's things you can't control. Uh well, his best player had a broken leg in that game. You know, he actually
0: dominated. He, here's he played my, really well. So. think about last year, guy. They were on the precipice of beating the Patriots, and now the Niners, one of their best passers, jumped off fucking sides on a play that Tom Brady threw a pick. Like, what did you think, Andy? Like, yeah, we just we coached D four to get over that neutral zone. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, I, I bet D still thinks about that moment. Well, maybe not because he checks his bank account. Listen, I'm born and raised a Niner fan. I. The last 10 years, I don't care as much. It's just once you work in this business and definitely work in the sport, you just kind of become numb to it. If it wasn't for Andy Reid, who, as I interviewed on the day when I got hired in Philly, Howie Roseman goes, well, you probably wouldn't be here if the head coach hadn't come down to my office and been like, you should, you should talk to this guy because Pat Hill had called him. So, And I wouldn't have ended up being in radio if I wouldn't have worked in the NFL. Like, He, he helped create my career. You know, like I it just, well, middle Middlecock was a recruiting guy for a couple years for Fresno State. Like, it ain't the same. So he changed the course of my life. And Brett Veach, buddies with him. And there are other guys on that staff that I know. So it's just, yeah, I know people with the Niners too. Like, I want to see them succeed. But I, they're not going anywhere. And they've had success. They made a lot of money. It's just, there is more, there's more historic stuff on the line for Coach Reed. Just because, like you said, he truly is one of the great innovators in the sport, in the history of the sport and every guy worth their salt that talks about him goes, this guy's great. And I think what would be cool is to hear like Kyle and Andy talk. And I think Kyle would hold him in high reverence when they talked about like, he's one of the guys that I want to be like or whatever, have a career of 200 plus wins. And, but there would be a lot on the line. Like eventually Andy just has to win it. Like we just got to stop talking and you just got to fucking do it. And it starts with this game. Like, it felt for a split second, and every human was thinking about it because a lot of people were tweeting about it, like, Andy's going to go out like this to the Houston Texans when they're down 24 nothing, And it was like, no, he wasn't. He was going to beat the living shit out of them. And that's what he did. He scored 51 straight points. And people were like, are we really crushing Andy Reid? He's not dropping. like The guys were just dropping passes. And part of it is like, well, coach, you are throwing it. It is freezing cold, but they did start catching the ball, and they are they're they're high end, and that's why there is pressure on him specifically in this game because he has the better team. Now, I think that John Robinson would say, "Well, we beat them, fucking three, you know, six weeks ago, and they did in Arrowhead, and that's where I think like who was quarterbacking the Chiefs that day? Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes." quarterbacked him but he was fresh back off the injury and they were a little yeah. off but if you remember the score was like 33 to 30 like it was a high scoring game so I, I'm not going to be quick to say like the Chiefs are just way better like I, I think at this point we have to acknowledge the Titans are playing really well because I watched that game against the Ravens like the the, the Patriot game was was pretty ugly and they just found a way the Ravens game was a uh, we're fucking better than you and we're going to kick your ass and they kick their ass and I, I, that's where I get back to. I don't think the Titans are going into this game like, oh, it's the Chiefs. We're just playing with house money. Like, they ain't looking at it like that. But Andy's been in enough of these games that he ain't looking at that either. He respects these guys. I, I, I think they win. Uh, and I think he has to win because I do think then it's just like, God, it's just – that's the one thing when you bank that Super Bowl, like a McCarthy or like a Sean Payton or like if Kyle did it this year, you you get extra credit you know, and that extra credit holds with you in the equity of the way sports fans talk about you. Like, for the first time this year, it's like, can we, are are we overhyped Sean Payton? No, he's really good. He's proven. He's one of the best. He loses some crazy games. Like, he just, he he won the fucking Super Bowl. So at the end of the day, you can talk all the shit about him, and he's had some crazy losses these last three years, but he has that ring. And like you said, the gap between Sean Payton and Andy, if we were stacking them, you gotta give the nod to Sean because he did win that goddamn game. And he beat Peyton. Like that was that was an enormous moment. And he had a historic moment in that game where it's like he pulled he gave them the green light to kick the onside kick. So like usually winning a Super Bowl, for the most part, something like historic happens in that Super Bowl mm-hmm. where you're just like, that moment happened for that coach or that player. Like Doug Peterson will forever be known, and it's like Jesus Christ. Now everyone in Utah we talked about it this year, if you if you play in the in the hundred mile radius of uh, of the link, you that play is part of your game plan, and you usually run it the Philly special. But he forever known like it's not the Eagles finally won a Super Bowl. The Eagles won a Super Bowl guy, and he called a fucking fake play on fourth and one at the goal line against Belichick, and it worked. So it's like, more than likely, if Andy were then to win this game and win the Super Bowl, he would probably have some sweet plays. He's like, I've been holding this thing since far for the right... Now, probably not. Maybe he just draws it up that week. But, because remember the story on the Philly special was, either Foles... I think Foles had said this. We actually had it in the game plan for Minnesota, but that game turned out to be a blowout. So we were like, let's hold it for the Super Bowl. And then they used it. So it just... But I also think it's there the one thing I the comp I had, and this hit me when I was on an edible watching uh the Titans game, you know who I think Vrabel reminds me a lot of their their parallels here? Hmm. I kind of think he has a chance to be the modern day Parcells. And again, it's their parallels are not perfect. He was a player and famous. But if you watch Vrabel just when I watch him at practice, he's kind of a hard ass. He's kinda old school. But he's also a lover, and I think Parcell's sneaky. Like when you hear LT, like he is a lover to his good players. But Parcells used to be fearless. And I'm, when I mean fearless, like he would fucking verbal jab with anybody opposing player, media, whatever. You watch some of these things going viral on Vrabel talking shit to players. Like, you fucking pussy, shut the fuck up. Like, they have him mouthing that on the sideline. Like, he's just crazy. Because deep down, he knows, like, he's talking shit to a DB. He, he could kick that DB's ass. Now, he could. Like, I don't know, could Parcells really have kicked people's ass? Probably not. Even when he was younger, like in his Giants days but i think he was crazy enough and definitely his team thought he was crazy enough yeah that like, he, that he might was be intimidating able to. yeah i think Vrabel has the modern day kind of he's not a millennial but like this version of it like is there a chance that he's just a really really special coach you know and he's going to be a factor for a long period of time cuz I, I don't think he's some flash in the pan last year guy they played a week 17 game to get in and they lost but it was mariota remember was hurt and they had to play with gabbert yeah, like his team now. It's not like well, you know what's crazy about the Titans making this run last year? They were a three win team. No, they last year they went nine and seven. They were a ga- they were a game away, and their quarterback was hurt. Like I think he's. Are they just going to be a playoff team next year? Probably. Like why would you bet against it? Like I don't think uh, we're just some. Yeah, flash they, in the no pan. they will be. I mean they he now that's where I think your Butler comparison. Like you know what it turned out with Butler? They had Brad fucking Stevens. Like I think well, they went you know to what, two. Yeah, but I think you know what turns out with the Titans? They got Mike fucking Vrabel, who was on the fast track. And not the fast track, kind of like Joe Brady, where it just took one year. It was like, I think we were talking about Vrabel for like three or four years. Like, this guy. Remember, the, what was
1: the Niners deal? He declined the, he declined an interview for Chip, right, to be the D.C.? No, took the interview, declined the offer. Declined the job to stay D.C. with the Texans. Do you remember
0: who broke that story? Oh, no. Was he not the D.C. with the Texans? N- linebacker coach.
1: Linebacker coach, that's Turn, right.
0: And remember, the, it was like, this is unheard of practice in the NFL. Who broke that story, John? Uh, it's safe to say he might be talking on this podcast currently, right now.
1: Yeah. Did I get I'd joy? actually forgot that part? Do you think
0: I got joy in breaking that story a little bit? Yes. Maybe a yeah. little. Maybe yes. a little.
1: Yeah. So for for writer fans, think you get too much joy out of. Don't forget, Middlecoff used to get so much joy out of stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I got I got some pettiness to me. It was personal. All right. But, um, it, but it was. But it wasn't like I didn't make him. It, it happened. No, he it turned happened. it down. All right. Uh, Would you before, say that was the best thing, smartest thing he ever done in his career? <laughs> Yeah, all, all those guys got fired. Now, who knows, though, guy, what if the Niners had fallen in love and he was the next coach of the Niners?
1: I don't think the Niners were going to hire internal after that.
0: Probably but then, not, but, but you never know. He I was don't. a unique individual. Yeah. You're right. He probably doesn't get the job. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.